0: Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, taxes, we've all got to pay them, right? Well, some of Pittsburgh's major nonprofits don't, not much, and that includes the really big Eds, Pitt, Duquesne, and CMU, and the Meds, Highmark, and UPMC. There have been attempts to get them to contribute more, like the one PGH fund, which has always been a mess, and the city recently pulled out of it. Public source reporter Emma Fultz is here to explain it all. It's Tuesday, September 20th. I'm Mallory Falk and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. So I want to dig into one of the stories in this series that I think really illustrates the issue. You looked at one dorm complex at Pitt, the Litchfield Towers, um, and found there were almost 150 911 calls from the towers over the course of a year. Um, And some of those were for real emergencies, but also like firefighters and police came out once because what, a kid forgot to add water to their mac and cheese before they (laughs) put it in the microwave and it got smoky. (laughs) (laughs) So a typical college dorm behavior, but drew out city services. Um, Absolutely. So Pitt's using these city services like fire and paramedics, but it isn't helping fund them. Is that the big issue here?
1: Yes, we wanted to sort of zero in on that dynamic with Litchfield Tower specifically to represent the fact that they do use these city services, but they don't contribute largely the property taxes to fund them. And if that specific dorm building was taxable, it would bring in an extra $363,000 or so to the city every year. And, you know, subsequently. Just that one complex alone. Yes, just that one building alone. And, you know, also. The city's fire and EMS bureaus have been sort of grappling with equipment needs of their own. And so there's this dynamic of the dorm and the major nonprofits that use these city services without funding them, and the city bureaus that provide these services could perhaps use some extra funding to be able to perform all of the services that they provide. So how did these big
0: institutions like Pitt get these tax exemptions in the first place? Like how did we end up in this Uh, where we are now.
1: Yes. The major nonprofits have their tax-exempt status and sort of the counter to the argument for them to pay taxes is the fact that they do provide community benefits, such as education, healthcare. All of these services that they provide are sort of the reasoning behind them having these tax-exempt statuses. Uh, In Pennsylvania, nonprofits can receive tax exemptions if they pass a test that proves that they advance a charitable purpose. And there was a law that was passed in the state legislature in the 90s that set to define what that specifically means. But Mm -hmm. the city and county controllers have argued that that law, which is also known as Act 55, has made it harder for municipalities like the city of Pittsburgh to challenge the tax-exempt statuses of these Mm -hmm. major nonprofits or their individual tax-exempt property holdings. And the law does encourage nonprofits, if they are financially stable, to enter agreements to make voluntary payments to municipalities. But because the law itself is sort of written in a way that makes it harder for municipalities to challenge their tax-exempt status the officials have argued that there's really no reason or incentive for the nonprofits to enter these voluntary agreements because their tax-exempt status isn't really at risk of being challenged. So how much money could the city and
0: county collect if these five, you know, the five largest eds and meds here did have to pay these property taxes?
1: Sure. Um, So looking at just the city specifically, the five eds and meds have about $4.3 billion in exempt city property, and that would bring in, um, or that would have brought in an extra $34.5 million uh, last year just to the city alone. In Allegheny County, the big five nonprofits would have brought in last year $127.5 million to wow. the county, the city, and all of its school districts. So that's sort of the biggest number there.
0: And you mentioned the school district. Maybe we can take that as the example. What could the school district do with that kind of money?
1: Sure. So we did an analysis specifically of what a voluntary payment agreement would look like with the uh, Pittsburgh Public School District based on the district's property tax millage. And if the district were to enter into a voluntary payment agreement with the nonprofits where they paid 25% of their exempt property and what it would otherwise bring into the district, uh, the district would receive an extra $11 million a year. And so I spoke with Superintendent Wayne Walters, who said, speaking hypothetically, that an extra $11 million would be able to help the district slash its deficit, but also provide expanded programming and academic resources to students. But I noted that he spoke very hypothetically, as he did not take a stance on whether the district should or is going to advocate to enter those agreements with the nonprofits. Kept it very diplomatic. Yes. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, it's not like these nonprofits aren't contributing any money, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. didn't our last mayor, Bill Petuto, create that one Pittsburgh fund that they're donating to? So they're making some form of contribution?
1: Yes. Um, through one PGH, four of the major nonprofits, it excludes Duquesne University, They've pledged to contribute about 115 million over five years to help fund a variety of city projects or priorities. Um, UPMC, in particular, pledged about 40 million to fund um, affordable housing initiatives in the city mm. of Pittsburgh. So those are some of the contributions that they've made through One Pgh. But it but it sounds like the city controllers don't feel that that's sufficient. Is that correct? Sure. If you look at, you know, the one hundred and twenty seven point five million that the county, the city, and its school districts would have received in just one year from the five major nonprofits, having that one hundred and fifteen million over five years seems to be in in their view a smaller contribution than what they should be providing or what they would have otherwise provided if they were taxable. And also the contributions through 1PGH do not go directly to the city's budget or bottom line. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's more of an indirect contribution through the 1PGH nonprofit. So the controllers would like more direct contributions for the city to be able to spend and, and direct as it see, sees fit. In your series, you talk about a
0: potential solution. Some other cities with big universities like Boston and New Haven where Yale is um, have these pilot agreements where nonprofits make voluntary payments. What is a pilot agreement and how exactly does it work?
1: Sure, so a pilot agreement is a voluntary agreement between the nonprofits and the municipalities where the nonprofits in this case would agree to, to pay the city a certain amount of money over a certain period of time. And and the terms of the agreements can vary among different cities or among different nonprofits. Um, But some of the ones that I have seen is in Boston, the city requests that its 47 participating institutions meet a requested amount of money each fiscal year. Um, And the nonprofits who participate in the program can either provide that requested amount of money through cash contributions directly or through what they call community benefits credits, which could be a university providing a scholarship um, to students. I've seen other cities have agreements where the university sets a certain amount of money that they're going to be paying the municipality directly over a certain amount of time. And the, the municipality may provide services in exchange, such as reserving streets or parking spots for the universities. And, and that sort of thing. So they they vary. But those are two of the agreements that, I, that I've seen.
0: And you use the word request, um, you know, because this is voluntary. How realistic is it to expect that nonprofits will just kind of willingly give up more money? Like what is in it for them?
1: Municipalities do tend to lack the leverage to get nonprofits to the table to enter these voluntary payment agreements. But one piece of leverage that they could have, or at least one argument that they could use is sort of this basic fairness argument, acknowledging that the nonprofits do provide services to the city, and the city does provide services to the nonprofits, but in order to keep that dynamic working as well as it should, the city would would like to have additional funding from the nonprofits to be able to operate as best as it can and to provide the services as best as it can. What do the big nonprofits here
0: have to say about all of this? What has their response been?
1: They have generally acknowledged that they are willing to discuss the issue with the city while acknowledging that they already do make contributions to the city, most often referencing their contributions under one PGH. UPMC has said that it has met with Mayor Ed Ganey numerous times, and I think the quote is, uh, can count on our full participation in programs that include the region's other major nonprofits and are fair and equitable. So that is something that UPMC has said has sort of hinted at that it may be willing to enter agreements if they meet what the hospital system views to be fair and if they involve other nonprofit institutions. This battle
0: for the big nonprofits to pay their fair share or what you know city and county officials believe is their fair share, has been going on for decades, um, but we do have a new mayor now who might have a different, a new approach. Um, I know on the campaign trail, at least, Mayor Gainey said he wanted to get these institutions to pay more. So, what have city leaders done in the past to try to get more money? And do we know what Gainey's approach is going to be?
1: Sure. So, in the past, uh, most notably in 2013, former mayor Luke Ravensdahl. Uh, sued UPMC to challenge its tax-exempt status. UPMC countersued the city, and early in Mayor Bill Peduto's tenure in 2014, uh, he dropped the lawsuit and pursued contributions under 1PGH. Mayor Gainey has criticized 1PGH as being sort of too little or too late, and uh, he has made it, as you mentioned, a campaign priority to get the major nonprofits, or at least some of them, to pay their quote-unquote fair share. Um, So far, what that has looked like in terms of his administration's communication with the media is just acknowledging that they have been in talks with some of the major nonprofits throughout the summer. Um, But it's unclear what those talks have entailed or what the nonprofit's perspectives of entering potential agreements or coming to some sort of solution with the city, what that might look like. So, so far, that's sort of a T- TBD to be determined approach from the mayor, but he has mm-hmm. at least said that they are in talks.
0: And from looking at pilot agreements in other cities and talking to experts for this series, what did you learn about? Is there any kind of consensus on what the best approach is for you know municipalities who are hoping to try to get more money from their biggest uh, nonprofit institutions?
1: Yeah, we did learn about some helpful approaches. Um, as I mentioned, that basic fairness argument is is a good um, tool that municipalities can use to try and convince nonprofits mm-hmm. to come to the table. But also, the experts that we spoke with recommended taking a more collaborative approach instead of a combative one, where you aren't threatening the tax-exempt status or you aren't hinting that you may challenge an institution's tax-exempt status. Um, you want to keep the negotiations as amicable as possible and recognize that they want to keep their tax-exempt status. And also, it may be helpful to loop in smaller nonprofits or mid-sized nonprofits, not these Mm -hmm. major institutions alone, just so that the agreements are more all-encompassing and it does not feel as though you're only targeting the largest institutions. In Boston, for example, there's 47 participating institutions in their voluntary agreement from a variety of sectors And, you know, there may not be 47 large eds and meds in Pittsburgh, but there could be smaller nonprofits that Mm -hmm. the city could seek agreements from as well.
0: Emma, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And we just touched on the basics of Emma's reporting here. Her series gets into the nitty gritty of what's happening with 1PGH, looks at a pilot agreement with hospitals in Erie, and so much more. It's called The Exempt Dilemma, and you can read the full series at publicsource.org. We'll drop a link in our show notes. Here's what else is happening in Pittsburgh today. Our media friends across the river, two different rivers, in fact, are asking their employers for new and better union contracts. Post-Gazette workers and management met for a labor board hearing last night. They talked about a bunch of disputes that began when the union's most recent contract expired in 2017. And WESA, the local NPR News affiliate, has its very first meeting with the National Labor Relations Board on Wednesday. Content creators there and with sister station WYEP say management hasn't agreed to the bargaining unit they announced in August, so they're hoping the public will show up in solidarity. We'll keep you updated on both these fights in our newsletter. And the Steelers finalized a new sponsorship agreement with Kraft Heinz, which, yes, includes one of the enormous Heinz Red Zone bottles that pour ketchup on the scoreboard anytime we're near the end zone. And apparently, there will be a smaller bottle inside the arena for fans' insta-feeds. No word yet on where the twin bottle is headed next. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, rate and review us. It really makes Morgan feel good. And subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you soon. I realized that made it seem like Morgan was like holding a gun to my head.